0: In this podcast, Dr. Thomas Roth first presents an overview of the types of circadian rhythm sleep disorders that people may experience. He then focuses in detail on one of the most common types of circadian rhythm disorders, shift work disorder, reviewing its diagnostic criteria, clinical features, and health consequences. My name is Thomas Roth, and I am the director of the Sleep Disorders and Research Center at Henry Ford Hospital. And I'm going to be speaking to you uh, basically on circadian rhythm disorders. And within circadian rhythm disorders, I'm going to be talking very specifically about shift work disorder. The International Classification of Sleep Disorders, the second edition, is sort of a, a presentation of all the various sleep disorders there are. So we have, everybody knows about sleep apnea, so that falls into the category of sleep related breathing disorders. We have insomnia, everybody knows that's very prevalent. We have hypersomnias of central origin, things like narcolepsy. We have parasomnias. So there's a variety of sleep disorders. But what I'm going to focus on today is, in fact, circadian rhythm disorders. Well, I suspect many people have had an acute sleep disorder, specifically something called jet lag. This jet lag is a circadian ri- sleep disorder, and it's a circadian sleep disorder because there's a lack of synchrony between your internal clock and the time in which you are trying to work. If you take that and make it on a chronic basis, that basically comes back down to shift work disorder. What is the difference between shift work and shift work disorder? Everybody has heard of shift work or, or night work, but what, what, is, what, is, what is a shift work disorder? So we all have an endogenous clock and that clock keeps time for us. Now one of the things that's very, very important to synchronize clock is, is light and dark. It's one of the reasons you know shift work disorder occurs well, shift work is a problem because our clock is set by light and dark, so we don't, when we sort of stay in one city and try to work at a new time, our light and dark doesn't shift. Now, there are people who don't see light and dark, for example, blind people, and because they're blind, there is no, for them, perception of light and dark, and they will have a free-running 24-hour rhythm. There are two kinds of shifts. Delayed sleep phase syndrome is characterized by people who have difficulty falling asleep, then sleep perfectly well, but they can't get up in the morning. So these are people whose clock is set later, we, we recognize this very commonly, in adolescents. Adolescents have phase delay syndromes. So they, they go to sleep at 2 o'clock in the morning, um, and they can't go to sleep before 2 o'clock, and then they can't get up in the morning to go to class. Is This phase delay syndrome causes significant uh, problems. Uh, there's recently been studies in a couple of different cities in the United States. When they started school later, by one or two hours, they actually decreased the number of car accidents and improved grades. The opposite of advanced sleep syndrome, and we see this more in elderly people. So elderly people very often will go to sleep at 8, 9, 10 o'clock at night, and then get up at 4, 5 in the morning. People want to go to bed at 11, get up at 7. But in this case, these people are getting sleepy at 8 o'clock in the evening, and then 4 o'clock in the morning, then getting up. Very clearly, these these rhythms are associated with pretty significant morbidity. What we're going to talk about today is... The not phase advance, phase delay, or any of the other ones, but we're going to talk about shift work sleep disorder. Sleep is controlled by two processes. One is called process S, the homeostatic process. So when you're awake, you build up pressure. When you're asleep, you dissipate pressure. Not very different when you don't eat, you build up hunger. When you eat, you satiate. We now know from the work done in Dr. McCauley's laboratory that process S, the biological underpinning of that is extracellular adenosine process S is modulated by a circadian or, or, or a rhythmic process. So we become very sleepy in the middle of the night. we go going sleepy 2 to 4 in the afternoon. Now what happens when we go into shift work? Two things happen. One, all of a sudden between 11 and 7 in the morning, instead of sleep, we're trying to work. And yet you're in a down part of the circadian rhythm. So no matter how many hours you sleep during the day, being trying to work when you're down part of the circadian rhythm, when you don't shift your clock, is very, very difficult. And additionally, because you don't sleep at night, your homeostatic process is not being paid off, so you wind up with, with increased pressure. So very clearly, shift work sleep disorder becomes a problem, one, because you, you, you lose sleep, so you have increased sleep pressure, and two, because of the fact that you're trying to work in the down circadian rhythm working between the hours at 2 to 4 in the morning, and if you feel sleepy and we are impaired, but also important is the homeostatic drive, and how long have you been awake? Well, the longer you've been awake, the more sleepy you feel, and the poorer your performance. I mentioned before is we have shift work, and we have shift work disorder. Now, what's the difference between that? Well, shift work is a job description. The vast majority of people who work shifts adjust and do well, but there are people who don't. So what are the diagnostic criteria for shift work? Well, it's a complaint it's a symptom it's a, a recurring, associated with a recurring work schedule that overlaps the, the the usual sleep times, okay? And so, basically, you have to be working during the night time, and that must be associated with some kind of difficulty sleeping during the day and or excessive sleepiness. Beyond that, you have to have this for at least a month. How is this diagnosis? Well, it's diagnosed pretty much by sleep history. We ask people, when do you go to work, when do you sleep, how sleepy are you? And very importantly, there are lots of reasons people are sleepy. If you go back to the diagnostic nomenclature, so you can have another sleep disorder, you look for things like narcolepsy. There's an increased prevalence of sleep apnea in shift workers. So does this person have sleep apnea? Does he have a psychiatric disease? Is he taking medications to sleep, which which are impairing him at work? Is he drinking alcohol to help him? Shift work sleep disorder is defined as working during the normal the times when people are normally sleeping, the down part of the skating rhythm, that work schedule is associated with insomnia and or more typically daytime sleep So the night shift, and you can't explain it due to, to any other sleep disorder. So One are the things you got to be most concerned about, well, does he have sleep apnea? Does he have a big neck size? Does he have witnessed apneas? Is, he have, is his neck size greater than 17? Does he have a crowded oropharynx? Does he have narcolepsy? You get symptoms like cataplexy. Gyroblosations, restless click syndrome, and/or does he not get enough sleep or, or other kinds of things? So, these are the differential diagnoses. Also, you can have insomnia due to other reasons. So, people can have primary insomnia. You can have insomnia associated with psychiatric disorders. So, very clearly, there are lots of other things you have to exclude before you make the diagnosis of insomnia, of Schifferb sleep disorder. Right now, the, the American Psychiatric Association is revising the diagnostic and statistical manual. And if you go to the American Psychiatric website, you can find these proposed changes. And in terms of circadian rhythms, okay, these are the four changes that are being proposed. One, you know, we want to change to circadian rhythm sleep disorder rather than sleep-wake schedule disorder. So it's not simply a schedule disorder, but it's a sleep-wake disorder. Second thing is we want to change, we want to add primarily due to a mismatch between. So we talk about a mismatch between what your clock is and where your job is, lots of people have mismatches, but many people just to that. So it's primarily a mismatch, but there are secondary genetic factors which do are... it. The third thing is circadian rhythm, sleep disorder, internal external misalignment, because there are alterations to the inputs into our, our circadian rhythm clock, supergasmatic nucleus, and outputs of that clock. So it's not simply the mismatch but it is an abnormality of the neural clock and its inputs and outputs. And then finally, the DSM-5 currently, the DSM-4 doesn't have advanced sleep phase syndrome, regular sleep-wake schedule, you know, and and free running, so we want to add those in there. So these are the proposed changes, and and, and, and actually the American Psychiatric Association, if you go to their website, is actually inviting people to comment on those. Who works night shifts? We have this idea that that it's mostly you know plant workers. It's not protection services, firemen, policemen. Fifty percent of them work night shift. Healthcare, twenty eight percent of healthcare services, twenty you know have in fact so 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 shift work affects all occupations. Twenty six percent of the population work strange hours, work hours other than the rest of us. So very clearly, there's no set clear definition of what a shift is. For example, residents are shift workers. Today in our society, for example, many people start working at 6, so they have to get up at, f- at 4 to get dressed and commute to work, and that makes you a shift worker. If you add all of those up, what is the prevalence of shift work? So here's two estimates. The Department of Labor in 1997 uh, and a MITRE sample in 2004. It's, it used to be about 17%. We now estimate That shift work, according to Midas in 2004, is 26% of all workers in the United States. So it's not rare. You have day workers, night workers, rotating workers, and total sample of workers. And what you can see is the differences in total sleep time. So, for example, night workers sleep less than day workers. Time in bed is constant, but sleep efficiency is different. So people at night are less efficient in their sleep. So they they sleep, they wake more than 12% of the night. Uh, These night workers also pay for their lack of sleep by sleeping in longer on weekends. The airport sleepiness scale, which is the measure, the standard measure of sleepiness, uh, day workers, about a third of the population are sleepy, about half of the population of night workers are sleepy. So very clearly, and if you take more severe measures of sleepiness, like an airport fifth, third, uh, of 13, which is really sleepy, that be- the differences between day workers and night workers even becomes greater. So very clearly, both night workers, rotating workers, have significant differences. But again, this is sort of deceiving because it's not all night workers, it's a subgroup of them. So let's look only at the people who have that difficulty. What is the prevalence of having either insomnia, daytime sleepiness or shift work sleep disorder? It's thirty two percent among night workers, it's twenty six percent among rotating shift workers. So what's very, very important to understand is the majority of people who are on night work and the majority of people who are on rotating work do not meet criteria. The two prevalence, by the way, is the prevalence in day work is subtracted from the other. Why do some people have it and not others? And it has to do with the inputs to the circadian timing system, things like light, you work and do it at night, eye, your, your visual system, then the genes you have, and some people have different abnormal genes, which are the outputs of the system. And those are the things in melatonin secretion. So these are the things which determine whether you have shift work, with no symptomatology, of shift work or shift work disorder, okay? So there are individual differences in response to shift work. But the real issue becomes, what is the consequences of working night shift and having shift work sleep disorder? GI disorders, any kind of GI problem, ulcers, functional bowel disorders, are significantly in increased in shift workers. But... We don't really care about shift work. We're interested much more in shift work disorder. If you, people have insomnia, daytime sleepiness, and it's those people who work night shift and rotating shift, you have the increased prevalence of ulcers. So it's not the shift per se, but it's a shift work disorder. In contrast, shift work is a risk factor for cancer. It's not shift work disorder per se, but it's anybody who's a shift work whether they have the disorder or not. In fact, according to the World Health Organization, shift work is considered a carcinogen. The prevalence of depression is significantly higher in rotating in night workers than it is in day workers. Is insomnia or daytime sleepiness a risk factor for depression? Yes, it is. But it's a much, much bigger risk factor among people who are either night shift workers or rotating shift workers. There's a tremendous amount of work uh, on the area of hypertension in, in sleep disorders, including things like sleep apnea. While insomnia is a risk factor for hypertension in day workers, it is a significantly bigger risk factor among shift workers. On the other hand, heart disease is a, is, is a significant risk in shift work compared to non-shift work, but heart disease is not associated with shift work disorder per se. Now, why, what is the major problem with, 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 with um, shift work disorder? It is the degree of daytime sleepiness. And that average sleepiness of 13 is pe- pe- people being at risk of sleepiness. If you have insomnia and you're on night shift or rotating shift, you have a dramatic increase in excessive sleepiness. Now, what, why, why do we care about that? Well, let's look at drowsy driving. People who are rotating shift workers or night workers, about a 12% frequency of drowsy driving, and there's now data to show that these people have very high rates of accidents. People who don't have shift work sleep disorder, they don't have an increased risk of accidents. have the number of sleep-inserted accidents, and there's a, a dramatically increase among shift work disorders, disorder patients compared to non-shift work disorders, working the exact same shifts. So again, you can see the differences on terms of the impaired functioning. And that translates into injuries and accidents. We have two things which are important. One, if you're on, on night shifts versus day shift, you have more accidents, but more importantly, if you're on night shift, the more nights you're on that shift, one, two, three, four, you have a greater risk of accidents the more days you're on that shift. Now finally, this also impacts the quality of life. Number of days missed work in the last three months, rotating shift workers with shift work disorder with insomnia daytime sleepiness, they miss, in the last three months, they missed an average of three days per month, tremendous 10% decrease in productivity. And if you look at day workers with insomnia daytime sleepiness, there's only one impairment. And similarly, very importantly, if you look at shift workers, rotating shift workers, but who don't have insomnia daytime sleepiness, they also only miss less than a half a day per month, for three months. So very clearly, it's a combination of night shift slash rotating shift and the presence of daytime sleepiness or insomnia, which gives you the morbidity, not each one alone. So in summary, what I want to leave you with is a couple of thoughts. One, it's important to understand that shift work is a very highly prevalent part of our, our of our, our society. You know, almost a quarter of all workers are, are either night workers or some form of shift workers. But only about 20% or 25% of those people meet criteria for shift work disorder, and those are the people who have morbidity, and those are the people who need to be treated. Now, before we discuss treatment, it's important to understand there are three things which need to be treated, potentially. One is the shift because it, these people work at a different time. But two, they also have difficulty sleeping by day, so you've got to improve their sleep. And three, most important because of the accident data, is in fact, their inability to function during the day and their commute home because of their excessive sleepiness. So again, there's a distinction between shift work, which is a common occupation, shift work disorder, which is a maladaption to that occupation, and the morbidity associated with that, which is mediated by changes in shift, by difficulty with sleeping and loss of sleep, as well as profound sleepiness. Thank you very much.